Welcome back to episode 69 of the FPL Draft Up podcast. In this episode, looking ahead to game week 28. Welcome back to the FBL Draft Hub podcast, the podcast dedicated to the official FBL Draft game. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another roundup of waiver options, hidden gems and ones to target ahead of Game Week 28. Game Week 27 was reasonably uneventful and I think most of the results seem to have gone the way you might have predicted. The only main upset was probably Watford getting a 0-0 draw away at Old Trafford but otherwise there were plenty of clean sheets to be had and plenty of goals from some familiar faces and for my draft team it was very nice to see Jamie Vardy back in the points. The fixture madness continues as game week 28 is another double game week and there are quite a few teams with a confirmed double and one or two others who are very likely to get one too. So as always, we will get right into the meat of the fixtures and then start looking at some of the players to target in the waivers this week. Some of the players I'll be talking about this week include Joe Willock, Ishmael Assar and Matt Doherty. So let's get into it. So as I said at the top of the show, this is another double game week with quite a few teams with some very nice doubles this week. So we've got Wolves, who've got two home games against Palace and Watford. Southampton go away to Villa and then at home to Newcastle. Newcastle have Brighton and Southampton. And as a point of note for them, also have a double game week in game week 29 of Chelsea and Everton. So they've got a double-double. Leeds go away to Leicester and then have Villa at home. Watford face Arsenal and Wolves. Villa play Southampton and Leeds. And then I'm currently prepping this during the FA Cup games in midweek. But if Chelsea or Norwich win their respective ties and at the point of recording this, Chelsea have just gone 3-2 up away at Luton. So they're looking to uh, progress to the next round. That would mean that uh, the game for between Chelsea and Norwich, which should have been in game week 30, I believe, will get moved forwards to this week, which would mean both of those clubs then get a double. So Chelsea would be left with a very nice double of Burnley away, Norwich away. And Norwich would have Brentford at home and Chelsea at home. Given the fact last week we were forced to get by without our Liverpool, Chelsea or Arsenal players, it shouldn't be too difficult to compile an 11 with decent coverage of those doubles. Unlike earlier double game weeks, this one feels like it could be very lucrative and is definitely one where the priority should be given to doublers on the waivers. Most of these teams have the fixtures to get at least one decent result with a clean sheet, with any extra points beyond that being a bonus. Of the teams that aren't set to double, this week, so those with a single fixture, the only real standouts are Leicester, who look to have uh, turned things around with that result away at Burnley, and they've got a very nice home game against struggling Leeds in the early kickoff on Saturday. But elsewhere, a lot of the ties are going to be pretty close calls, with the likes of the Manchester Derby and Liverpool hosting West Ham. So into the main picks, and from those double game week teams above, and let's assume Chelsea Norwich do get uh, the double as that is looking highly likely. I would rank the defensive assets, uh, you know, the defences from those teams as follows. I think in first uh, is Wolves, but I think their defenders will be hard to come by. Uh, Eight Nuri rested in the last game and Hoover came in for the injured Tomato, making my punt on uh, Gianni Castro look positively amateur. I think the back three are nailed, but beyond that, minutes could be shared between the wing backs. But uh, Hoover and Eight Nuri would seem to be the safer bets there. In second place would be Chelsea. Uh, last couple of games they have set up with a back four with Saar, Rudica, uh, Thiago Silva and Aspilicueta. I wouldn't count on the same again, especially not over two games. 
Aspi seems to have picked up a knock in the League Cup final and uh, Chalibur also looked really good next to Rudiger and Silva in a back three. Although I have seen some reports today that Chalibur may have faced a very unfortunate injury. And if Tuchel's comments are to be believed, it sounds almost as though Chalibur had a DIY circumcision in the Wembley changing room. The two senior centre-backs are the obvious ones to pick, but will almost certainly be taken elsewhere. I'd be looking at either Saar, Chalibur or Alonso. In third, I'd go for Newcastle. Uh, Burn, Target, Shaw and Kraft would seem highly likely to continue playing following two clean sheets in the last three. Next, I'd go Southampton. I think Walker-Peters, Bednarek, Salasu and Livermento are probably the safer picks, though Perraud is quite likely, I think, to see some minutes over the two games. In fifth, it would be Villa. In sixth, Norwich. Seventh, Watford. And in final place, for obvious reasons, would be the Leeds defence. The key, as always, is to try and get players who you think will play 180 minutes. Usually there's a fairly tight turnaround in double game weeks, which makes that difficult to predict. However, for this game week, we've got uh, what looks like a conventional game week on paper with a lot of the matches spread between Saturday to Monday. And then it's not until the following Thursday. So a good five or six day gap for some of those teams meaning rotation is less likely to be a factor. A few players to highlight in particular, starting with Joe Willock, who I did mention in the last pod. His ownership in 10-team leagues is still only 23%. He's now scored two in a row and got an assist in the game before that. So he's picked up a total of 24 points over the last three game weeks, which is very tidy. And I think ahead of the double-double, he's reasonably certain to start barring any injuries and will be pretty hot property, I think, on the waivers this week. I didn't rank the Watford defence particularly high, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be looking at their attackers. Uh, The likes of Dennis and King will almost certainly be mopped up already, as they're amongst some of the most informed strikers in the game. But if you're looking at more of the supporting cast, I think Ishmael Assar is a good option ahead of their double game week against Arsenal and Wolves. He has reasonably high ownership still, which I think will be partly a hangover from draft day. But I think if you're backing Watford to get on the score sheet over those two games, there's a pretty good chance I think Saar will be involved. Now, it's not often we get to uh, pick a striker on the waivers because they're generally all mopped up and I'm going to hate myself for even saying his name. But with that double-double and uh, a goal in the last game, I am going to mention Joel Linton for Newcastle. I think if you are struggling for a striker, um, he's going to be a reasonable one to pick up for the next couple of weeks. Even if he doesn't score you a goal, um, you know, four points, two points per game is uh, a reasonable expectation. I think he will start both the games in both uh, game weeks. So uh, relatively assured for the minutes and might be a safer pair of hands than a striker who's either injured or not guaranteed to play. Let's move on to the hidden gems. So these are players that are generally owned in less than 10% of leagues. And I've got quite a list here, actually, and I was pretty surprised that some of these names uh, have such low ownership. But given the kinds of teams that have uh, cropped up in the double game week this week, then it's probably reasonable that some of these guys are right down there. So no particular order here. I'll try and go through the defenders first. Uh, Dan Byrne for Newcastle is going to be a very worthy pickup, and I'm sure his ownership will take him outside of hidden gem territory by the end of the week. Um, similar to uh, Salasu at Southampton um, with their double I'm pretty sure he will get mopped up and he's reasonably settled to play both games again with Newcastle Shah is down in hidden gem territory so if you're not able to pick up 
uh, Dan Byrne, who I'd probably go for first. Then uh, Shah is another decent option with a chance at getting you a clean sheet over those two games. Craig Cathcart is another one if you're really desperate and don't mind having a bit of a Watford coverage. And if you're looking a little bit further ahead, maybe you're more eyeing up the next game week, um, then there are a couple of Spurs defenders that you might be looking at, uh, particularly in the fullback areas in Matt Doherty and Ryan Sessegnon. Matt Doherty only has 29 points for the season so far, obviously from pretty limited appearances and managed to get 18 of those points in game week 27 with a goal, an assist, a clean sheet and of course all three bonus points, which will make lots of people uh, look to consider him this week. And I think given how well he played in that game, he will likely start uh, a lot of the remaining Premier League games, though of course we're having to now uh, consider this in the context of that 1-0 defeat to Middlesbrough, in which Conte named an unchanged side, which I'm sure part of his thinking was keep the side the same, get them settled as a decent 11, and maybe just try and stick with that 11 through to the end. And of course, that's all completely fallen apart. Um, I think the positive for Doherty, although he didn't play particularly well in that game, not, not many of the players did, um, the main thing going for him is that when Emerson Royale came on, he looked probably worse than Doherty, um, both defensively and offensively. So I'm reasonably sure Doherty will have that right wing back spot until the end of the season. And so if you are looking to make a move uh, with next week in mind, when Spurs have a double game week of Man United and Brighton, then uh, yeah, he could be a good option. In midfield, uh, Anthony Alanga is still in hidden gem territory, which I think is probably less than he deserves. Uh, Adamola Lookman for Leicester. Uh, as I said before, Leicester have got that nice fixture at home to Leeds in the early kickoff. Ryan Fraser is still in hidden gem territory. I think he's pretty certain to play all of the minutes or at least start both games in the double game week and the next one too. He's now started the last nine games in a row and looks a lot fitter than he did at the beginning of the season. Uh, one goal and four assists for the season. And I would put good money on that tally increasing by the end of the next four games. If you're looking to get into that Southampton attack and you're unable to get any of their strikers uh, or the likes of James Ward-Prowse, then Stuart Armstrong is another interesting option. He's missed a lot of the season through injury, but has started the last five games and I think is reasonably safe uh, to start both their games in the double. Um, also got rested this evening in their FA Cup game against West Ham, which again, I think speaks to how much he's rated for the first choice Premier League eleven. If you fancy a bit of that Norwich double game week, which, you know, I know it's Norwich, but it's not the worst on paper. Two home games, one against Brentford, who are really struggling at the moment. Wouldn't really expect much against Chelsea, but even just for that one game in particular, um, someone like Rashitska might be uh, good, uh, good value for you. I think Norwich are really going to struggle uh, for the end of the season. I think Adam Eder was a is a big miss for them. Um, his injury obviously ruling him out for the rest. And I think although we have seen a bit of a resurgence from them, given how some of the other teams around them have been performing, I think it's uh, pretty safe to say Norwich are going to go down. Although if they can beat uh, Brentford, that's a massive six-pointer for them and one that they'll be right up for at the weekend. The final hidden gem to mention uh, here is John Joe Shelby, and that's about all I'm going to say on the matter. For the most hidden gem picks, that's a player owned in less than 10% of 16 team leagues. There are actually a couple of pretty decent options, and as hidden gem or as most hidden gem picks go, these guys are owned, so I'm going to pick two this week, are owned in 1.6% and 0.4% of 16 team leagues, respectively. And given some of the ownership 
shifts in 16 team leagues because those guys tend to be pretty switched on. I would be shocked if uh, either of these guys remain in hidden gem territory come next week. So first one is uh, Kraft for Newcastle, um, a solid uh, defensive option for their double-double. I think he'll definitely get hoovered up. And speaking of Hoover, uh, Hoover for Wolves is owned in just 0.4% of leagues, which is pretty reasonable considering he hadn't started a game in 2022 before the last game. And with the injury to Semedo, I guess we have to assume he's the guy that's going to deputise. Um, but there is the risk that he does share some minutes with Johnny, who came on as the substitute when uh, Semedo actually was brought off with injury. Uh, a few names to mention on the get rid list this week. So these are all guys who are generally pretty well owned, um, who need to be binned. And I'm not going to include players who um, are either, um, you know, no longer playing the Premier League or are currently sitting in a jail cell because I will assume that uh, if they're still owned, that is from a dead team. So uh, I've highlighted Thiago for Liverpool, Tanganga for Spurs, um, Bergwijn, who's now an extra spot down the pecking order, Trippier, who's injured, um, Lucas Mora, who's injured and also a slot down the pecking order with the arrival of Kulusevski and uh, Marcus Rashford, who does not look to be first choice 11. So that's it for this episode. The waivers will be processed on Friday morning at the regular time ahead of the early kickoff on Saturday lunchtime. Due to the double game week uh, stretching out to next Thursday this week, we will have a tight turnaround before the waivers on that following Friday uh, ahead of the uh, 29 games, which again is a pretty packed in double game week. So lots to be had over the next couple of weeks, lots of games to be played um, and uh, lots of wins and positions to climb in your respective draft leagues. If you're a fan of the pod, make sure to leave a review and like on whichever platform you're listening on as it helps get the show out there. And if you haven't, please head over to fbldrafthub.com where you can sign up for free personalised stats for your team and draft league, as well as access the global dashboard, which lets you see how all the managers in the draft universe have been wavering, who they own, what they're doing to help you plan some of your moves. Definitely worth signing up now so that you're kept well in the loop ahead of some of the changes that will be coming over the next few months ahead of a nice shiny new relaunch in the summer ahead of the 22-23 season. So that's it for this episode. Best of luck. Lots of fixtures to target. Don't forget your waivers this week. And as always, stay shook. Sure.